Hello, and welcome to Repertory Screenings, episode 26. I'm your host, Em, and with me are my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello. And Destiny. Ahoy hoy. We're here to talk about movies. Movies! <laughs> we watched some. Who has watched a movie? Jackson, have you watched anything? I don't believe I have. You watched Hercules, but we talked about that on VoIP yeah, Life. I'm Hercules up. fucking sucks. <laughs> I guess I technically watched Car Zero in between every. Yeah, no, I yeah, I watched. Did I watch? Did I watch Pirates of the Caribbean since Orlando? It's been a month. You talked about one of them in the last episode. Well, I think I only talked about one of them. Yeah, you know? well, I finished all of those. Um, did you say Car Trump. Zero? I said Cars Three. I probably did. Next, to Kentucky Route Zero on the spreadsheet. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brain, 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 brain. But um, I watched a, a, you know, a bunch of Disney movies as part of the Kingdom Hearts thing, and um, those two, I, I like those two second, uh, the, those two character part of the Caribbean movies. They're not as good as the first one, which is like an actual movie. <laughs> uh, when are we watching four and five? Uh oh shit, we can do that any time. I, I kind of know what happened. I don't even have, I don't even have them. Like I'd have to. Yeah, they're probably on Disney Plus. I'd probably be fine. Yeah, no, let me know. What we'll they'll be terrible. It's fine. Oh. We should watch good movies. I watched. We should, I want to watch Detective Pikachu. Watch I've only watched. Yeah, we gotta watch Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> Go ahead, Destiny. Oh, I was just gonna say I've only watched two movies. I think since the last time we recorded, uh, one of them was Spirited Away with You. Yes. And then the other one was a 2008 documentary directed by Astra Taylor called Examined Life, uh, which is something you would watch in like your Philosophy 101 class, where um, I believe there's like eight modern philosophers talking about the application of their ideas in modern culture. And the only one I remember really well, well, there's two I remember really well. One was uh, Zizek talking in a dump about the dump and uh, how nobody talk, like acknowledges the shit of life. And then the other one was Judith Butler. Uh, the director's sister is a disability rights activist. And she and Judith Butler go to a clothing store together and, like, buy a sweater. And it's just, it's a fascinating discussion about disability and, like, what sort of makes people uncomfortable about being disabled. And, uh, I don't know, it was a pretty good movie. I just watched it on a whim. Okay. I tried to watch a movie uh, in the past three weeks. I you tried did. to watch Avatar, the James Cameron film, um, which I had not seen since it was in theaters. And um, I got 45 minutes in and was like, I need to shut this the fuck off. I can't do this. Um, takeaways from Avatar. It's amazing how not color graded the movie is compared to most cinema, even of its era and, and now. Um James Cameron definitely was interested in trying to replicate like a very naturalistic lighting for his sci-fi epic. So everything is like colorful in like the ways that like film movies from before digital color grading are colorful, um, which was great. Uh, the effects also hold up better than I was expecting because we suffer a world in which 600 superhero movies with like coming in extremely hot, barely functional effects come out every year. Um but uh, you can't save Avatar with, you know, it looking nice. It, the minute that, like, all the Na'vi start talking in papyrus, arguing about whether or not they should save the white guy, I was like, I'm, I'm punching out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's a baffling movie. Avatar two in theaters next year. I will go see it. I will probably have a bad time, but I, you know, I didn't this like is the way it goes. I didn't like the first one, so um, no, it's not very good. Yeah, I remember yeah, being I, super I impressed by the three D, but that was about it. Um, but yeah, that's I always thought. I always thought maybe I'll rewatch Avatar as well, but you didn't. You didn't make it that far in, so I probably won't even try. <laughs> um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe before Avatar two, I have to refresh myself on the Jake Sully lore. Uh, well, his twin died, so they sent him it to go. He's a marine. His brother is a scientist. Um, yep. And and he's, he's uh, Sigourney Weaver's Sigourney's Weaver's pissed that a jarhead showed up instead of the scientist she was expecting. Uh, she she dies somewhere in the movie. But I know she's Doesn't she like get absorbed sequels. into the tree or something? I think I think she might become one with the tree. Yeah, but I don't think time. she gets a body. I think there's like a choice of we can get you an avatar, and she's like, no, I will become one with the tree. <laughs> but again, oh. this was eleven years ago. Yeah, so, I was gonna yeah. say I don't remember anything about this movie other than it kind of offended me. <laughs> there's a robot with a knife at the end, and that part. Robot with a knife cool. at the end. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I forgot Michelle Rodriguez was in there. Uh, James Cameron <laughs> just uh, stay casting the like angry, uh, like you know, Latino sidekick character to be tough. He does. He does do that. Uh, that um, there's a bit two thirds of the way through where the tree burns down, and you're like, "Oh, there's another hour left, isn't there?" <laughs> um, and the, that's my main memory of Avatar. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, maybe next time we'll have more movies to talk about. Uh, but we have a movie to talk about this episode. We are here to talk about Point Break, which is the 1991 film uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow, a screenplay by W. Peter Illiff, um, starring Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey, and Laurie Petty. Jackson, do you want to tell us a bit about what this is about? Uh, so... When you type in Point Break to Wikipedia, it brings you to the page Surf Break hashtag Point Break because the Wikipedia people were really mad that it kept going to Point Break the movie, I assume. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I was going to go to the summary, but I had to bring it up because it makes me laugh every time. I just expect to get Point Break to film, but they're like, no, it's a real term. We must, we must not see ground on this. We are surfers. We have principles. Uh, Point Break the movie is about... Uh, Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah, uh, who I should probably call Johnny Utah, but we'll probably just continue through the summary to call everyone by their fake name, but by their real names, because this is an extremely Keanu Reeves talks uh, talks to Patrick Swayze movie and not character names. Nah, I, excuse me, their names are Johnny Utah and Bodie. I I cannot believe that you would not like. I know just... he's but I know he's called Bodie, but I this is like the peak of like actors surpassing their characters to me. It was he was. He was very Keanu in this. Like, I have right. mixed feelings on whether or not I think Keanu is a good actor. He was not his best in this, and it was hard okay. to not just call him Keanu the whole time. <laughs> well, Johnny Utah is a uh, ex like footballer in high school and college who didn't end up going through. Um, instead, uh, became an FBI agent. He's a rookie FBI agent transferred to the LA bank team, uh, and uh, the LA bank team do not trust him because he's a go-get-em rookie who's like too like dot the T's, dot the I's, too cool, uh, too good at everything, and uh, people don't understand why he's this way. Uh, he has a partner who is the kind of washed-up uh, Gary Busey as Angelo Pappas. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
who has some tapes of the ex-presidents who are bank robbers that hit every uh every summer uh and then disappear uh after their four-month spree and he believes this is just one of many signs that they are surfers and so they uh he's going to team up with keanu and they're going to go get the surfers uh, who are doing all this uh all this robbery and the way he does it is to just run up to the beach and start learning to surf <laughs> and so johnny utah starts learning to surf there's a uh, he like gets in with a girl who he tries to he's trying to teach him to learn to surf he's like he's giving her the undercover like oh my parents died and you're an orphan too and that's why you have to teach me to surf <laughs> to try to get her to teach him to surf uh luckily this does get him in uh with bodhi who is uh someone who he like played football with in college briefly uh, and they recognize each other and he is like a, le- a charismatic leader of this like cool guy surfer gang uh which i have to say the names here the other guys are roach gromit and nathaniel <laughs> <laughs> Mwah, beautiful uh the investigation continues as he uh, like investigates uh a gang of uh like just very hilariously evil uh white supremacist surfers they do a raid on them uh they kill two of them and then the dea undercover guy shows up and is like these were not your guys these are my guys i was doing an investigation you've now shot them all and fucked everything up please go away after this raid uh johnny utah realizes that the cool gang of surfers he's been hanging around with patrick Soda surfers they are the ex-presidents uh they go to they go to get them at, uh, at their like last job before the end of the summer, and um, in- they like like in- interrupt them. There's a big chase, and then the famous bit where he like sees into Bodhi's eyes and uh, realizes who he is and can't shoot him, so just shoots in the air nine times because <laughs> uh, he loves him so much. He loves him so much. Uh, happens, and then. Um, the the ex presidents show up at Johnny Utah's house and like hey you got to come do some extreme sports with us and then they do they go skydiving and then Bodie reveals uh, I kidnapped uh, your girlfriend and you now have to help me because I know that you know about our shit but you've now got to help me get out of here before everything goes down uh, they do a big robbery it goes wrong people end up dead it's a whole chaos uh, Johnny Utah like stands up to the man at who and the FBI agents and punches the guy from Scrubs out. Uh, in the middle (laughs) in the middle of this like botched bank robbery situation he he chases Bodie down to like a to like a plane on on a strip Uh, Angelo Pappas gets shot and dies and it's like no not Angelo Pappas not Gary Busey he was one day before retirement Um, but they they make it through Uh, they they go on the plane and then the big famous scene happens where uh, uh, um, Patrick Swayze jumps out the plane and then Keanu Reeves follows behind without a parachute and holds onto him and then has to choose between dropping the gun um, or pulling the chute himself. And they pull the chute and they land okay. And uh, Bodie makes it off into the night. Um, Keanu Reeves is reunited with his girlfriend. Uh, and the end. Until it is month later and Bodie has made it to Australia, wherein the 50-year storm has arrived, producing waves of like lethal magnitude as like all of the surfers are running down this com- comedically small like gully as they're coming down like oh no one could go out there man and and uh, johnny utah finds bodhi on the beach staring at the waves and he's like i'm i'm the fbi man i'm here to arrest you and uh at the last second 
uh, he takes the handcuff off and instead of arresting him, lets him uh, go in the purest way possible as he surfs to his death uh, in the waves. Uh, Johnny Utah throws away his FBI badge and becomes a free extreme man <laughs> as we cut the credits. <laughs> That's the whole movie. I, I feel like I gave them the did. energy it required. Good yeah, job. Did. Uh, what did we think? So the first like maybe like half hour hour of this movie i was very confused as to whether or not this was meant to be a parody of like 80s action <laughs> films or not yes um because the script is like just over the edge and the direction seems to be generally to like play it up like it's very hammy about the way in which all the cops are just like constantly like out machoing each other with like how crass they can be about you know we're the cops the big dicks and we're gonna swing them at the criminals and it's just like extremely that and you meet Bodhi and he's just like literally like just the zen surfer guy who's at one with the universe and he does crimes because it gives him rush and it's about the freedom of just being a man in the world who can do what he wants um and it's ludicrous uh and i was like i don't i don't know if this is great like like particularly good or not but as the movie went on i found myself like enjoying the way in which the movie understands that stories about cops and criminals are not about like catching the lawbreakers it is about like the conflicting ideologies of someone who like lives outside of society and someone who demands to enforce the status quo and unlike most of these movies where it's like ah oh, enforce the status quo but at what cost uh it is about the way in which like freedom is infectious even if that freedom is stupid like keanu gets the taste of this extreme life and cannot go back to just being an fbi agent and i really like the way in which their relationship forms this like idea that like even if uh bodhi is like the bad guy and he like shoots some guys and he does stuff that is unconscionable um he's not wrong about his worldview yeah i kind of landed on the same but, like, at first I was just like, this movie's ridiculous, I don't really like it, and then by the end I was like, oh, Swayze, you have me in your thrall, I will jump out of the plane, I will feel the rush. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a similar similar feeling of that the first half of the movie was like, what is even happening here? <laughs> I, could, I, could not tell, I couldn't tell how earnest it was, because it's like, just off enough... Um, was this were movies just like this in the early nineties? Yeah, it's my memory of like it's what Last Boy Scout was like as well. Like I'm trying to think of the other, other ones. Like I know that like this era of uh, early nineties big movies are basically the like tail end of eighties movies where they've still that but have become self aware enough mm. well, to even... either play it up or play it down. <laughs> even Ebert's like this plot is bogus, but this movie is fascinating. <laughs> Uh, the entire movie rests on uh, Patrick Swayze being able to pull off staring at Keanu Reeves and with like just deep uh, powerful earnestness saying surfing is the greatest rush a man can feel you want to throw off your chains and be one with the waves my man (laughs) as then Keanu Reeves basically responds to him with yeah dude (laughs) because <laughs> he he's very bad at this movie uh i am not i'm not the biggest keanu reeves fan of like good acting i just like him as a guy i think he's fine in john wick uh but i don't i don't think he's like great here or anything he has a hard um, time getting into the lines he, he doesn't deliver the lines very well and i i know he's a good actor like i've seen him be a good actor in things he is not very good in this <laughs> 
the thing is, like, he's not very good, but I don't know who you could get to be better because at the same time, he's not very good, but I don't necessarily think the movie would be improved if the actor was more believable as an actual, like, cool guy quarterback. Yeah, that's the, fair. The, the thing is, like, it's basically written for him. Like, this California burnout guy who's just kind of like, you know, he, like, the Keanu Reeves persona that he had built up and what he did in movies, like the fact that he has to play like this dumb surfer is perfect for him. Like as a, like the kind of too clean up guy trying to be like this dirtbag surfer is exactly what Keanu's whole deal is. It's like an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird that it doesn't work. It's like too perfect for him. And so he has, he has nothing to do. You'd think he'd be able to nail it and he can't. Um, and it's also like, you know, this is a couple years before speed. Uh, this is like post Bill, Bill and Ted. And like, it's not like he's like, Keanu Reeves in the way we think of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's about to become Um, Keanu Reeves, but he's not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, And so it's weird in how much that ends up like not working, but also you kind of want your cop character to be like a gormless idiot who just like believes too much, right? Like I watching this movie, my main thought was like, oh, Fast and the Furious is just doing this. Um, But it's not as good. It's about something I like more because I think cars are cooler than surfboards, but... um, this movie has like a conviction that, <laughs> that Fast and Furious, even it's at the start when it was actually about crimes and like racing, never had. Uh, no, I Dominic Tredo's not murdering people in a bank heist, right? Like he's like the good guy who's just about family. But at the same time, like this is absolutely a movie about like, you know, Keanu gets invited to the cookout with the fam. <laughs> yeah. He does. He certainly does. Like he. He, the, the bit where like uh, Paul Walker hangs around and eats the shitty egg, sal- egg salad sandwiches at the, uh, uh, the stand is exactly what happens in this movie. Like they're just the same movie. It's a tuna sandwich, um, thank you. Oh, tuna, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's weird in which the, the, the ways in which Point Break feels like it comes to it like much more earnestly by being a little more over the top about it. Like it's meant to be a goof and, uh, I like the original Fast and the Furious, but it's a movie that feels made by old men who barely understand the thing they're talking about, uh, and that's yes. part of its charm to me. Um, I, I and, wouldn't say uh, this, like, it, understands surfing either. I don't know, I think it does yeah, an okay no. job, like, with, uh, if, if we're gonna look at it as uh, a movie about subculture, I don't know, it doesn't do that bad of a job, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, like, literally, The Fast and Furious was, like, the scriptwriter saw an article about street racing in LA and it's like, oh, that'd probably make a good movie. Kids love street racing. Um, and yeah. I feel like that explains a lot about the tone of the first Fast and Furious movie. Do, um, do yes. we know how deeply Bigelow or the writers went into the the surfing subculture to, like, cast this movie or anything? <laughs> I did not. I did not see any of that other than Patrick Swayze based Bodie off of the guy who taught him how to surf for this movie. Oh, God. <laughs> That's it. That's good. That's recursive and good. Yeah. Um, and so you get a movie that like, like the way in which it commits to these characters have these conflicting worldviews and it's going to push them to the extremes. And it just like lets that play out to where, you know, kind of quits the FBI and Bodhi ends up like actually shooting people, being the person who's willing to do that and trying to ride away and die on his last wave uh, is like a conviction to like the like an investment in that these characters have earnest worldviews that I don't really think is like a thing that these movies typically do well. Like it's the thing that really surprised me about this. Fast and Furious takes four whole movies for uh Brian to quit the FBI. Yes. He's still and, in the FBI at the start of and, Fast and Furious. 
And even then, it's only in service of joining this elite team of criminals who actually just work for the cops now. Right, right, yes, because the second, because the first five, they, I guess they're doing a heist. They're fighting against the cops. They have one movie where they're fighting against the cops, and then immediately afterward, they're like, the state hires them to be their security experts. Yes. <laughs> because fucking Fast and Furious, it's bad now. Uh, um, so I had, the, so watching this, I had like the two conflicting ideas of like, uh, Vin Diesel's a coward who would never allow his character to die in a race like he should. Uh, and also, I miss Paul Walker dearly because he's this character that like Keanu Reeves plays, but just so much more likable than yeah, Keanu is in could, this movie. If, uh, didn't they remake this movie? Yes. Do, I, I vividly remember uh, your reaction to the trailer of the remake. <laughs> really? That's because I remember it being very stupid. I just don't <laughs> remember. It's because the, the the remake's trailer has like the most like m- one of my bad script reading classes, script writing classes, energy. As a guy comes in and is like, sir, uh, like extreme sports, the rush, bank robberies. As like in in part of the trailer, and is going down the sw- the like pitch of the movie. Uh, so I just like think hold that in my mind for an idea of the most like soulless way to like be about things. Um, whereas this movie is. It commits. It commits to all the things it's about in a way that really surprised me Like by the first 45 minutes where I wasn't all the way in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking at the Wikipedia page for the uh, Point Break movie, by the way, the production breaks down surf sequence, wingsuit sequence, snowboarding sequence, rock climbing sequence, jumping sequences. <laughs> that- so, they definitely do like base jumping or... Is that what it's called, where you just jump from one big rock to another? That's like free jumping or something? Uh, so. Free climbing and base jumping is skyscrapers. It's like yeah. jumping off skyscrapers. Okay. Um, I guess base yeah. jumping would also be mountains if you jump off a mountain, yeah. but I, I feel like people don't do that as much. Skyscrapers are sheer, so you know exactly, you can't like fall. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, like, I, yeah, that trailer was the most like rundown of like, you know, this is the, this is how we pitch this movie and this is exactly how we're going to pitch the trailer. Uh, you're a dumbass who wants to watch this movie. Here you go. And I'm glad to see that this original movie has like more going on here. And I, I just like, I was just surprised by that emotional content because, you know, this movie has a cult following as like being like, you know, a, the goofy action movie. And it is that like, there's literally a, like a big like fist fight gag about everyone being almost pushed into a lawnmower that happens over over and over again um <laughs> that is ridiculous and good uh even though every lawnmower i've ever seen if you let go of it it stops running just so you don't put your fingers in it <laughs> yeah this magical um, lawnmower that this guy didn't stop running even when he heard gunshots yeah. yes um but because of that i think the movie has like an energy that is like you know it, it's going to do the thing that is cool that fits the characters even if it you know bends reality and that's what makes a good action movie um and also the stunts are good yes. uh, one of the things that i think was really surprising to me is like uh how much patrick swayze in particular goes for it in the skydiving sequences where it's clearly him doing a bunch of like cool somersaults and twists as he's skydiving and then it cuts to keanu reeves who is clearly like on a wire on a blue screen in close up and you never see his face in like a wide shot where he's falling out of an airplane uh that man did not do a skydive jump no just absolutely not (laughs) uh according to the wikipedia page swayze did 55 jumps for this movie which (laughs) seems excessive well, the other thing uh, in the um, in the Wikipedia page is that right before the guy's like, uh, Swayze came to do the skydiving and just like immediately loved it. So maybe he was just like, uh, yeah, I'll take another one, please. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like him. Sounds like Swayze. Uh, I, yeah, this 
this movie's full of so many like big dumb action sequences. It's uh really delightful. I have nothing yeah. more to say. <laughs> Just I I really did like I kept laughing during this uh, when you pointed out, like, Keanu, all of his shots look exactly the same. He's clearly not skydiving. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Yeah, literally every one of the rest of the crew gets, like, amazing, beautiful shots of them in free fall. Like, you know, just in cool poses or doing flips or whatever. And then every Keanu shot is, like, far enough away that you can do a stunt double or the the clearly close-up having a conversation, like, you know, I'm just fake yelling, shot. it's great! <laughs> He's obviously yes. in a studio. Yeah, that was very funny to me. Um, but you know, other than that, like the the thing the thing that I love about this movie that it leans into in a way that uh, I love when cop movies are like this. Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey have the most cop demeanors possible as they are working undercover. Uh, Keanu comes up in his like starched button up shirt to all these surfer dudes pretending that he's cool. And, uh, Gary Busey runs up like looking for his, like his whole thing is he's always looking for a dog or like a kid. Uh, every time he like gets caught by someone being undercover and he's, he's Gary Busey. He looks like a fucking cop. <laughs> he's the most <laughs> cop man possible. He's got a cop jaw. Yeah, he, can't be he, he looks like a cop. He has 700 Hawaiian shirts and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> he He's like, he's like, a he's like burnt out in entirely the way that like co- only cops can be. Um, Cause he like looks harried, but harried in a way that is like, I'm still going to be respectable, even though I drink too much and probably going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> One thing. Which is good. Cause I'm used to him. I'm used to him being particularly unhinged and he actually plays this one pretty straight and it works really well because he brings an energy to someone who could just be like the grizzled veteran. And there's just like a, a, a bit of like, you know, edge to it. Like there's a bit after the shootout where Keanu's like, you know, washing his face and he claps on the shoulder and is like, don't, I understand kid. It's hard to shoot a real person. Uh, but you'll get better next time. <laughs> just walks away. Yeah, no, he's really good in this. Somebody who I, I don't like as a person. He's, he's good in this. Uh, I was going to say this movie is, um, kind of a cult classic also for having a female gaze. It's like, uh, um, just a lot of, lingering shots on people's male bodies and uh but some one of the things i noticed that i really really liked is that like all the women characters can like hold their own without the men like tyler doesn't need johnny utah uh the women who date the surfers uh there's like what the during the like big stake where they go to the the like nazi guys the guy from the red hot chili peppers is there they go to their house and, like, all the women that they live with start stabbing and beating up the cops. And, like, in yeah, a way that completely there, surprised me. And I was just there's like... like a, there's, like, an, go on. there's, like, an entire action sequence of, like, a lady who was in the shower. So she's, like, completely naked. She just beats the shit out of, of the cops. Yeah. It, <laughs> and it's, like, not... It's not particularly leery. She's just nude and kicking the shit out of this guy. And it's, not, and it's really good. It's not even played for comedic effect. Like, I think if any other director had done it, I think it would have been played for comedy. But like mm-hmm. she just she's really fucking mad. He interrupted her morning. It, it's really well done. I don't know. I really like the way of this movie, uh, despite having like little to no women in it, still kind of uh, finds a way to work them in. And I don't mm-hmm. know. How did we feel about the Tyler character? She's so nice. I, I can't even like <laughs> with her androgynous the- name and haircut. 
Yeah, the the thing that I I'd seen reading is that Catherine Bigelow did a lot with like that relationship when she took over, like to fix up the script because uh, no bad. one, a dude would not write it like that. No, because uh, she she does basically like she is the like voice of reason, but in like a more competent way where she's like she's not an innocent like she she has a record, but she's not interested in all this like thrill seeking bullshit. Like the danger, like going out and doing this dumb shit, like robbing banks and skydiving, is presented as like this machismo death wish, even if uh, Bodhi is directly like contrasted as like the peaceful one compared to the cops. Like it's still just another version of that. And she has no interest in it. Like she's just living her life. Yeah. She calls and, it out uh, constantly. Yeah. And she's like down to like a uh, fuck both these hot guys, but like, you know, uh, there's like less investment in like, uh, this means something. This is very important to me spiritually mm-hmm. <laughs> in the way that Bodhi treats everything. Yeah. Um, I also thought she was like not like amazing but fairly interesting and definitely in the sense of the bones of this script had already um, clearly existed right because yes uh, her role in this in this script is like on the broad story level is very standard she is there to be the like love interest she gets the oh I didn't know you were in the FBI scene I'm mad at you now and then he's kidnapped and imperiled and has to be saved uh, so like gets all the like kind of boring beats but I think in the specifics is like clearly handled more uh, delicately and interestingly than yeah. Yeah. Uh, your average one of these you also don't cast Lori Petty if you're just gonna do some damsel in distress shit you just don't <laughs> Yep. you don't <laughs> yeah she's four years away from Tank Girl Tank Girl fucking rules oh so. that would be so good let's watch it right now <laughs> podcast cancelled we're watching tank girl goodbye uh that's an amazing movie despite being like a production disaster still manages to be really good mm-hmm. so if you have not seen tank girl absolutely must i'm glad the cult caught up with that movie because uh she's an underrated actress yeah um i'm that you know kind of a short one we have some questions if unless there's something else anyone wants to say but I uh, like this more than I thought. You know, I was surprised because I feel like these like '80s, '90s classic, especially like you know Hollywood action movies, I often find uh, kind of underwhelming. Um, but no, I actually like this one more than I thought. It was very entertaining. I was surprised by how like some of the cop stuff went going. Because um, mm-hmm. initially, I was like, okay, it's like broad masculinity parody with all these cops going on, but. I didn't expect them to take it far enough of, like, not really all the stuff with him, like, leaving at the end, but more just the way that all the cops hate each other, uh, mm-hmm. and, are in, like, the one guy's mad at the other guy for breaking his investigation, like, the guy that gets shot is an undercover cop because he has to try to be the fucking hero. All these cops are killing everyone and each other and getting no progress done. Um, I don't think this is, like, necessarily, like, a anti-cop movie, right, in any other way except... Um, like I don't think him leaving is meant to be like a, a subversive thing. It's more about the freedom of of the sea and the, the extreme. <laughs> like you know, doesn't want to be like a buttoned up guy anymore. But I I was surprised by how like much emphasis was placed on the just cascading bullshit uh, of fuck ups that is every police operation ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No no one achieves anything. All of these people hate each other and themselves. Um, just a awful ugly organization mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah all right uh with that i guess we'll go to questions if you want to send us emails about you know any movie but movies we cover also you can do that at podcast out of normal mapping.com we had four questions four emails this week first one is from sean uh would john uh would johnny utah kiss the homies good night 
No. My answer is no. No? no? Hmm. Is that a reference to something? It's like a movie. <laughs> oh, I'm old. Um, Johnny Utah would not kiss the homies goodnight. Yep. Uh, it's Bodie just, you would. know, who would... Who, yes, Buddy has, has kissed the homies goodnight. I mean, that's the dynamic of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is a movie about a man who has never kissed the homies goodnight, witnessing someone who kisses the homies goodnight, and seeing... Seeing what their life is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we have some uh, questions from Ton. Uh, first one: What is the funniest line or moment in the movie? I am an FBI agent, <laughs> <laughs> which I had heard parodied before, but good lord, in context, is it hilarious? I think I think the one for me is just the when he goes to get the meatball sandwiches for uh, for Gary Busey and like the thirty seconds his back is turned is when the car drives up and everyone bursts in the bank behind him, uh, just shot like a the broadest comedy in that moment. Also, just shout out to John McGinley McGinney, the guy from Scrubs. Just shout out to him for playing the same character he plays in Scrubs. I just like the way he talks. <laughs> He played this in everything. I think he's in The Rock as well, playing this guy briefly. Yeah, just talk. Oh, is he that guy? God, that guy in The Rock fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's him. Yeah, he's he's fun. He just did this for the entire nineties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson, did you have one? Oh, I was. I I want Destiny. So it's, it's I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, oh, I guess if we're going to go for a different one, the bit at the start where he's like, uh, I took the skin off chicken and then immediately eats a donut in front of that guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love that too. <laughs> um, Tron asked a question about the, the white supremacist drug dealer guys having like black people in their organization. Uh, black people definitely join Nazi groups. It sucks. It's weird. I think when you're a part of a subculture, it's really easy for that to happen. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, like, this guy probably got into surfing, didn't have any sense of consciousness, any sense of self, and then uh, wound up in the Nazis. Also, I just think the casting wasn't paying that much attention. I don't think it was on. I don't think it was unintentional. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on surfing? Have any of you surfed? I'm pretty sure Jackson's never surfed. I've never seen the ocean. <laughs> I've I've been to the ocean, but I, I absolutely would not surf. Yeah, you, I didn't realize until this moment that oh right, you ne- might necessarily not have gone to the ocean. <laughs> landlocked, I'm landlocked, exactly. and, I, and I don't travel because I'm poor. And I yeah. I would go into the ocean. I don't think I would ever surf. I think it. I don't have the balance for it. I can barely walk. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not surfed. Um, have any of you ever been skydiving? Would you like to one day? So. <laughs> Despite the fact that I would never surf, sounds scary, wouldn't even want to be on roller skates, every time I've tried has been a disaster, I would absolutely skydive. Yeah, haven't, you, but I Are you kidding me? I, you'd sky, yeah, you'd jump I don't know out, of, I, out of a plane. I don't want to climb a ladder, but i jump out of an airplane. I don't know what that says about me. They're just different <laughs> things in my brain. You couldn't pay me to jump out of a plane. Literally could not pay me. I'd be too terrified. Yeah, me too. I'm a baby. I'll, I'll I'm afraid of everything. I've got more terrified as I've got older. Also, Same. at all things. Ditto. Like I used to write <laughs> roller coasters, and now I don't. Like that's <laughs> the kind of person you're dealing I, with here. I remember when we did like abseiling stuff with school, and I vividly remember the year where I was suddenly no longer okay with going over the top with abseiling. Before I could like I was scared, but I could do it, and now I just couldn't. Like I couldn't have this, the the half second before you know because you have to let go before it catches you. Uh, couldn't do it again. Too scared. 
Uh, Alex sent some questions in, uh, didn't have the chance to catch the movie, but was just writing in based on memories, which is, uh, honestly, this is a great way to write in questions. <laughs> uh, why does Patrick Swayze have the fakest wig on? He does not. That is that absolutely is his, his hair. It's 1991 hair. and he's living his life. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> um, I think there was a surfboard chase. I, that sounds cool. I hope that memory is real. You are wrong. There is no <laughs> surfboard chase. I'm a little surprised there wasn't one. Can I um, admit to just what I think of when I think of all the surfboarding scenes, especially the last one in the, like, the dark? Sure. Because it was like one of the first movies I saw in the cinema, uh, I think of Die Another Day. That's <laughs> oh, funny. that's a really bad surfboarding. That's the all blue screen, Jackson. All- I, know- I was like eight! Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's also parasurfing. It's an entirely different sport, please. Parasurfing? Do they parachute in and then... Oh, uh, there's the bit where I was thinking... You're thinking of the bit in Hawaii. I was thinking of the bit where the like the, the like big ice flows and he's surfing with the parasail or whatever. Oh, God, no. I, I was thinking about the bit at the beginning of the movie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, right, right, right. I forgot there's two surfing scenes in that movie. <laughs> what a, a terrible movie. fucking film. Uh, me and Dear have a treat waiting for us. We have a go back. It's bomb. Jesus. Um, and then, have you ever fired your gun in the air and gone arg? Have Have any of you fired guns I've before? Never is fired actually a my gun, question. I'm afraid. I have. I've shoot. I, I fired a gun that I don't think would. Le- it fired some metal thing. I think it was like a, you know, bolt. Not bolt. Whatever the thing is between BB guns and real guns, I fired some kind of gun they let kids touch at one point. Yeah, I've done that too. I've done that, and I've done archery, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. Boy Scout yeah, shit. Term. Yeah, exactly. I've done I've done some Boy Scout shit, but that is that is it. Yeah. And then we have an email from Rick. Uh, I love this movie. Got to see it as part of a Keanu series on the big screen, and it's incredible if you ever get to see it in that format, as the scenes of skydiving are really great. Um, and having the movie with a crowd really helps. I bet this movie with a crowd is fantastic. Oh, um, I would bit- kill to go for like a uh, late night showing a point break. Yeah, I read some yeah, of the, the bit- stuff they do, and it sounds amazing. Uh, the bit where Keanu psychs himself up and then jumps out of the plane with only a gun is to this day my favorite thing like that in a movie. Uh, it's just the full extent of this film's tagline of 100% pure adrenaline. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite bit of stunt work in the film? Personally, I really like this era of North American stunt work. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Timothy Dalton Bond films and all the stuff with planes they did. Uh, another one for me is the big chase scene in TX, the TX, I think it's THX. This is TXH 1138. I don't remember which it actually is. It's THX. What's your favorite stunt work in movies like this? Movies like this? Oh, I don't know. Well, um, that's not a thing I keep in my memory, even though we, it's like an important part of the movie. I guess I don't really think about it too much. Are we talking about North American movies specifically? Yeah, probably of like the eighties and nineties. Oh, okay. Um, shit. I just am really. Yeah, I can't just say like we watched Police Story recently. Yeah, but that, like, yes. that, that's what first popped into my head is just Jackie Chan. But like, I don't know. I. Uh, don't necessarily have like a movie where i go that's great stunt work off the top of my head I, i'm sorry okay i think the one i think of uh generally is the tanker flip in terminator 2 which is more like a vehicle effect but i think it's like amazing the way that whole happened the whole thing happens honestly all the car work in both terminators is really good mm-hmm. even terminator 3 does all right like they did flip that uh, giant tr- uh, crane truck even if it's like cg augmented I, uh, I I remember that one. That is one I remember from being a kid because I, I watched yeah. it at my mate's Elliot's house. Yeah. Uh, that sequence is good. The the bathroom fight is very bad though. It feels very hokey to me. That one I don't I, remember. 
Oh, there's a bit where Arnold and Kristana uh, Lockin fight and like a bunch of like, they burst through a bunch of like walls and into like a bathroom and she like breaks his head on a uh, urinal and stuff like that. God, bad. I really like vehicle stunts. I don't really like, I'm not like a car person, but if you've got some cars doing some stupid shit in a movie, I'm always excited for that. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, so that's it for questions. Again, podcast at neuralmapping.com. Next week, we, well, not week, every two weeks, you know, next time we are watching The Battle for Algiers, which you can find on the Criterion channel. I don't know where you can find it in the UK. Jackson can tell you that in a second. Yeah, I can. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that on places on the internet, including Prime Now. It's for it's uh it's on Prime Now. You can stream it on Prime Now. Um, okay. Not Prime Video, I guess. You can rent it from iTunes and stuff, but it's uh, yeah. it's on subscription on Prime. Okay. Uh, yeah, excited for that one. Uh, obviously, like, you know, one of those that I, I, I've seen a couple years back, but I'm interested in revisiting it because uh, I have way more ideology these days. <laughs> um, and uh, it'll be good. Until then, plug time. Destiny. At Fridge Buzz now. Pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Jackson. Uh, at Headfuls Off on Twitter. You can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a whole bunch of good ones there. Check them out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts on our network, you do that at patreon.com slash mapping For $1 a month, you get the great Gundam project, which is me and Jackson watching Gundam Wing these days, two episodes a week. It's been a great time. Uh, there's other stuff at 5 and $10 tiers. Uh, oftentimes, we end up talking about a bunch of movies there. If you want to listen to us talk about how Hercules is terrible uh, and a bit about Terminator, in fact, you can get VoIP Life for $10 a month and help us out a lot. So God, fuck thanks, Hercules. everybody, who supports us. Um <laughs> And uh, we'll be back with more movies. Hackies are so bad. When you watch movies, do not expect to like them. That one's from the heart. <laughs>